0: What up? This is Commander Souverine from Sagittarius Eye, and you're listening to the Loose
1: Screws podcast.
2: It is May 14th, 2020. The second Fleet Carrier Beta is live, and this is Loose Screws. I am your host, Ty Wersham, Commander Tyravel. Joining me this evening is your brand spanking new community manager and co-host and 82nd ranked champion CQC commander, Chig. How's it going this evening, man? It's going well. Thanks for the intro. I, I got to make sure I bring up the 82nd CQC rank. That's I'm still impressed by that, man.
3: Yeah, but you're going to make people think that I'm actually good at CQC and that is far from the truth, but... Anybody wants to come in and play? Please come play. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
2: I'm really spending some time in this weekend. I have plans. So
3: good. Uh, I, I remember when, as a squadron, we used to get a good group in there playing, and then everybody just kind of quit. And I'd like to get a good group of uh, squadron mates in there again. That was a blast. That's because we're all out recording right now. Are, are,
2: are all out exploring? I'm recording. Y'all are exploring. And most are back. Yeah. <laughs> no excuse um Also, with this is, is our resident crazy ship engineer, Commander Dubs. How's it going there, man? Dubs? Did we lose him?
4: Yeah. Hey, all- can y'all hear me now? Yeah, there go. you go. Know. All right. So, my <laughs> NVIDIA sound cancellation stuff just decided it was done for the night. All right. Well, anyways, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So, Dubs is here because he's pretty much the head of our little anti-ganking griefing team, which brings me to our special guest this evening. This evening, we're going to be talking with the team from the Federal Security Administration. We have Commander Oblivious. How's it going this evening? Great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. And I also have Commander Great White Buffalo. And for the extent of this, I'm going to call you Buffalo. That's fine. That's what everyone else calls me. How are you doing this evening, man? Doing pretty good. Good deal. Um, and from the Project Echo Coalition, of which FSA is a member, we have Commander Boulder Dash. Is that how you say that, man? That's correct. I probably should ask that before I hit the record button. Huh? See, I'm real professional. Can't you tell? <laughs> so how how you doing this evening, man? I'm doing great. great thank good, you. Good deal. Good deal. So... Um, from what you guys were telling me, um, the FSA is kind of, our FSA is a member of this Project Echo, and you guys do a lot of anti-ganking and anti-griefing, you know, so tell me a, a little bit about your group, your squadron, and what you guys do, and stuff like that.
0: So FSA, uh, as you know, is a federal anti-griefing uh, squadron. Uh, on a day-to-day basis, we go out on distress calls, uh, like uh, like the popular uh, mining system, Boran, and uh, find other uh, commanders who are out there ganking or, or griefing other commanders who are there to mine soft targets, people who don't have weapons, people who are not engineered, or people who are of low combat rank okay so probably the first question i have for
2: you guys is because what would you define like what is the difference between griefing and ganking
0: Hmm. um one i would say um does not involve so uh for instance i have um, a wing of four fully engineered ships attacking one person who's fully engineered or maybe even four people who are fully engineered that's more ganking but not necessarily griefing would you like would you kind of say that maybe uh
2: ganking is like playing the, the role-playing the bad guy of the game and griefing is like just being an asshole kind of yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah It's kind of how i've always thought about it too because I, I, I know some uh, folks and i'm actually friends with some folks who kind of play the pirate role and like if you play along with their <laughs> pirate role and you know toss out a couple of tons of cargo to them. They'll leave you alone kind of deal. And I'm, I'm kind of okay with that because that, I feel like that fits in with the lore of the game a little bit, but I guess you wouldn't, I guess you guys wouldn't necessarily be targeting
0: that, right? Um, I would say plus respect to people who can do that kind of role play experience without, uh, without taking it outside of the game or without trying to essentially be a dick to other people. Um, Federal Security Administration is a security faction, so if they're if they're in federal space, they're breaking federal laws. Um, we tend to role-play by going in and stopping people who are, uh, who are trying to pirate other players, but we don't consider that to be griefing. Uh, so it's kind of lo- lower on the um, like uh, threat level, so to speak.
3: Or how do you determine who you're going to? Rescue is—is is, do the players ask for help, or or how does that work?
0: Um, it, it a variety of ways. Uh, people can reach out to me personally uh, by messaging me on on Xbox or Discord if they have me on Discord. Um, they can post if they have access to the distress beacon call um, in uh, the Project Echo Coalition Discord, and we also have a uh, distress call channel like in. That. Federal Security Administration Discord that they can post in. Okay, now I
3: noticed when we came over to your Discord, it seemed like you had a level of security. Is that to keep, you know, anchors and griefers out for the most part? Or is that just par for the course?
0: Um, we've, we've had a number of instances where um, malicious individuals um, infiltrated our, our Discord and posted up uh, nude photos in our greetings channel. So we needed to restrict the level of access to our Discord to limit inappropriate activity. Roger that.
2: So, um, how like how, how did you guys get started into this? Like, what made you guys want to do this?
0: A personal mission. <laughs> I uh, I started playing Elite Dangerous about two years ago, and uh, I. My personal experience was that there was a lot of griefing and a lot of ganking going on. And I find I found it difficult to progress in Elite Dangerous without finding somebody who was gonna blow me up at, you know, common sites like Eravate. Um, and over time I, you know, I fell in with some other individuals who were a little bit more advanced in on Elite than I was, and they taught me the way. And the more I learned about Elite Dangerous, the more I felt that I needed to uh, start some kind of movement or some kind of squadron that would go out and do these things that I wish that were there for me when I was a new player. So um, I think everybody in here has been, has been
2: ganked, <clears throat> excuse me, ganked or greeted at some point um, have. So, so let me ask you this. So, so I'm, I'm a new player. I haven't started this. I haven't done anything. I haven't left the, the starting system yet. Cause all I'm doing is just, are uh, they not starting system, starting starting little area at some point you're going to get out of that area to when you can't go back you know you got to get your first uh i think you got to move up from harmless to mostly harmless and are one of the other ranks and then you can move out and you can you know participate with the rest of the uh, the galaxies how how would they get in touch with you and and or what like you mentioned the discord but you know they don't really know about you what 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 would be a good avenue that you think to to contact them or for them to reach you?
0: Yeah. So we, we actually do have an Inara page for our squadron. Um, so on, on Inara, we're called federal security administration. Um, they could reach out to us there. Uh, we do patrols of some of the starting areas. Of course, you know, that the, the new starting location for commanders is permit locked. So we don't need to patrol that area anymore. Um, but we do we do patrol high profile areas, so that's going to include Baran, uh, uh We still do a few patrols there on, on occasion, even though the commanders don't start there anymore, um, and uh, various other uh, locations that crop up during the during the actual uh, gameplay. You know, uh, like I said, Baran is a uh, one such location that's cropped up over time. So if they're in open um, and they uh, it, it, they're in trouble, and I'm in that system. I'm going to be able to be a resource for them. Uh, if not, um, I would love for people to have my gamer tag or my Discord, and they can reach out to me, or they can reach out to me on on Anora. Yes.
3: No. Did you guys? Is have you always just wanted to get good enough to go after gankers, or did you just start? killing them or do you have some people in your group that used to gank and decided, uh, they wanted more of a challenge to go after gankers? I mean, is, is it a, a mixed background with you guys?
0: To my knowledge, nobody in federal security administration has ever, uh, has ever been a ganker griefer. Uh, we do have a rather rigid, um, uh, like interview process to become a member. Um, Nothing too strenuous, just we want to get to know that the individual that is joining our squadron has a genuine interest in helping us towards that goal of uh, creating a better open play experience. You guys practice against each other a bit? Uh, yes.
3: Just, uh, hunting?
0: uh yes, we, we do. Um, I, I would say a lot of the newer players who um kind of join our our squadron or our, our you know our general sphere, uh, maybe other squadrons like allies of ours. Um, will spar with us on occasion. We we typically like to uh, keep those people away from the combat until they're up to a level where we think that they're they're at least strong enough that they will be able to get away uh, if if the griefing gets intense. Um, but yes, we we would do regular combat drills to try to improve the skills of our own members and allies. Right on. Yeah, we we do
3: a little bit of smacking each other on dubs likes to do weird off meta builds and challenge way stronger ships with them. And he usually, because they're so oddball has a lot of success, <laughs> but always looking for more players, you know, to just get together and do that, you know, where you just like, okay, I tap, you know, I'm 20% hull or whatever. And you and you surrender because you know, you're going to die, but it's nice to have that option. Cause otherwise really all you have is CQC or, you know, fighting anchors, we don't have CQC on Xbox. It's there, but it's not used. Sorry, uh, was that Great White? You didn't sound yeah. so good yeah. there.
2: Yeah, and Great White sounding very buff, uh, very robotic. Uh, sounding very Buffalo is what I just said. Uh, <laughs> 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 he's, he's sounding very robotic. I, I I think what he said was that they don't have CQC on on Xbox. Uh, I don't think I knew that. I, I thought it's it was there. On the-
3: it's just not used. Uh, ah, yeah. I see. Very, it's very. Oblivious. Are uh, you on PC?
0: I have a PC account, but my the majority of my assets are on Xbox. I, uh, and what about you, Baldur uh,
1: I am cross-platform, but predominantly on Xbox.
0: Predominantly Xbox. I think he cut out there. Okay, you
3: guys. You guys are all kind of Xbox-based for the most part. Okay. Correct. That's unfortunate. No, I'm just kidding. We got a lot of guys on Xbox in our squadron too. So um, always, you know, if you're looking for help with stuff, don't be afraid to drop in the Discord and ask. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go ahead, man. Sorry. The the coalition is uh, cross-platform. So uh, those who, uh, other squadrons who might be interested in joining the Project Echo Discord uh, need not be turned away just because they're from uh, say PS4 or from or from PC. And what system are you guys based out of? Are you asking me yeah. or or yeah. Project Echo? Uh, Project Echo, I guess. But uh,
1: uh, Fed- Project okay. Echo, uh, we do also have a PMF, but just do the role play of our group and and what we do with the game. We actually keep our location secret. Um, okay, Roger that. But we do have. Uh, 15 other factions that are members of the coalition think of the pmf as the the task force for that coalition so what oblivious was referencing is that there are there are groups from imperial federal alliance and independent from pc xbox and ps4 who are all in there communicating
3: how many members are you up to at this point
1: uh like member
3: factions for the coalition or members of the pmf actual number of members that sounds like a rather large coalition you have going on Uh,
1: well we only um we have as you've seen from anybody who's been in our discord we have a variety of levels so there is a social area that has anybody who wants to join it as long as they're you know they maintain a certain level of decorum the embassy only admits up to two members from each member squadron so it, it keeps it down as far as chatter um I cut up for a second there. Sorry, I don't know how many uh, members each member group has, but it would be quite extensive. Interesting. So let me uh, ask you this:
2: So, let's. What do you look for in a recruit, like someone who's listening to this right now? Like, oh man, I really want to do that. Um, you know, who, who, who? What do you? What kind of pilot are you looking for? Someone with a lot of experience, or someone who's just just eager?
0: Um, I I suppose that there's, I want want to say that we kind of measure it as they come. Um, People, obviously, who have a lot of zeal um, are, you know, appeal to us. Um, I want to say that the successful candidate usually is expert rank or above in their combat rank. Uh, Maybe they have been flying for a little while. They have something in the medium range. Um, They're introduced with the idea or, you know, the concept of engineering their ships. Um, and they are able to uh, maintain a level of decorum, uh,
1: you
0: know, as two, Dash put it earlier.
1: Our two squadrons would, of course, have different answers because there's kind of multiple layers here. But it would be something similar for us as well. And then, as far as player established player groups who are interested in getting involved with the coalition, uh, obviously we're not going to enforce what levels or experience their members are at, but the, their player minor faction itself their squadron would need to be voted in by the other members of the coalition so there would have to be a certain level of uh shared value back and forth to having them in there
3: you guys have a pretty impressive uh organization going compared to you know kind of winging it that a lot of groups do
1: both oblivious and i are I wouldn't say we're we're necessarily role play in our parties. You know we're not saying yes or no, sir, and that sort of thing. But as far as our groups go, we have developed an established and detailed lore simply because we love the game so much uh, and we want to see the game succeed. So having a kind of a robust security system in place in a discord and an organizational structure, a ranking structure, uh, different levels of, access based on different groups um uh, black ops and uh, combat training uh that sort of thing uh makes it more enjoyable for us and allows us to kind of build some some depth and context into the game where there might be some lacking so
2: let me ask you this because um you know the other day i was uh i think me, me when me and you were chatting in your discord i noticed that you were tagged as participating in Black Ops. So I, I got to ask, what is our, you know, you don't tell me what you're doing, of course, but <laughs> give, me an, give me an example of a Black Ops. I'm just, I'm just curious.
1: Every squadron, well, several squadrons that I know of have their own version of those. Um, because of the, the lore and the role play of our group as more of a, a clandestine agency within a coalition of factions, Um, anything that we are working on in game that might affect the other factions around us in a positive or negative way, um, or cause any kind of backlash on our allies is something we mark as a black op. If there were hypothetically a faction who was engaging in BGS warfare against one of our allies, um... Maybe they're being uh, dishonorable about it, and they're attacking their their system influence in private group or solo play, and we have proof of this. Um, there would be potential for a black op to uh, to help counter that by uh, you know maybe maybe using stealth ships to enter their space and and look for their commanders or uh, run counter BGS or or things like that would qualify.
2: Okay. So a follow up question is. Give me, give me like a, a rough breakdown of a stealth ship, like a type, and just a few things you might stick on it. Uh, I ask this because I've kicked around building a stealth viper before, so.
1: Um, I think that there there are some different opinions on this. I'm sure you'll you'll get some comments from people arguing, but uh, th- there's two different kinds of stealth ship, right? There's there's cool running and cold running. So having a ship running under under 20 percent heat uh, at all times is going to qualify as cool, it's gonna be hard to lock onto. It's gonna uh, you're gonna to have to get pretty close to get a solid lock. Um, something running under, you know, 14% or 13% heat is, is going to be uh, almost impossible to lock onto. Um, especially if it's you know painted black and moving quick. It's it's very hard to see. You basically have to look out your window and physically see it because your sensors aren't going to. And the most successful coal running ships in my opinion are the ones that can stay in silent running almost indefinitely. So if you're running at 13 or 14% heat and you turn on silent running, you won't need to pop a heat sink for a few minutes. So you can stay completely invisible off sensors for for quite some time. Um, You can do it with a lot of different ships. Uh, I've seen success with the Cobra Mark IV, the Orca, uh, the Diamondback Scout. Um, I've heard that the uh, Federal Assault Ship does well, although I haven't tried it myself.
3: Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm curious. You know, we're talking to you guys, and obviously, you're you're accomplished in the game. I I'll never bring up how many hours I've played because my wife might listen to this, and I don't. She doesn't need to know this. Um, but I mean, how long have you guys been playing? You don't have to tell me hours, but I mean, is it years since the beginning? Uh, you know, six months ago, and you're just hardcore, or what? Uh,
1: I think it's years for for both Oblivious and myself. Uh, Buffalo, when did you join? Maybe some connection issues
3: again. And how long have I you guys known each other then? At least that long.
1: It's a good question, Bodius, We met what two years ago.
0: Oh man, that's hard to remember. Yeah, uh, I want to say no earlier than a year and a half ago. So we've been we've been at it a while. Okay. Wow. Well,
3: that is cool stuff. And as far as stealth ships, Dubs had had slapped one together that I was trying to shoot at the other day and it was not pleasant
1: yeah they they can be useful in combat if you uh, if you armor them and learn to fly them properly but we also find them very useful for um, like the aforementioned black ops you know if you're if you're entering enemy space with squadrons that play in open play and you don't want to be seen or caught there while you are up to something or observing something Uh, You can sit, we've tested this on each other, you can sit in a low wake, uh, you know, one kilometer away from from an ally as a test, deploy your hard points and and shadow them for 15 (laughs) minutes. I've done this to oblivious several times and they will not see you. They will not know you're there until the torpedoes start deploying.
0: yeah yeah I was bounty hunting at a compromised nav beacon, and he uh he was apparently watching me for a couple of minutes, maybe three or three or four minutes uh previously and then he decided to fire torpedoes at me and before I even knew he was there, the torpedoes already struck me. <laughs> that's awesome that's something dubs are do. What do you think about all
2: this, dubs?
4: I'm liking it i mean i've I've been more into the stealth ships lately that's why I built that uh clipper in that scout Uh, i'm not sure if y'all have any people that do weird things like build a stealth clipper but i got one of those and it works better than i expected it to actually
0: i built a combat clipper and people were telling me i was nuts for it Still think it's a good chip.
4: i took down a pvp fdl in it so i'd say it's not terrible
0: i would agree
2: so let me ask you guys this um so so we kind of have a loose uh faction uh because you know this is a podcast and and we got a bunch of different squadrons in, in this Discord and and listen to the show and we got a bunch of different play styles that listen to the show and whatnot. Um, you know, I'm I'm interested in basically, you know, uh because I don't like griefers. I don't necessarily dislike gankers from the as as long as they are kind of role-playing and having fun with it not just being jerks but when you're griefing the way that i was griefed just the other day in star citizen i'll tell you all that story later um it's 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 not it makes the game not fun but if you're you know if you're doing it from a you know having fun with it that's a little bit different story but uh i guess what i'm asking is like from, from the loose screws perspective um are you guys looking into like like working with us to where uh if one of if one members of my group is having some issues, can we like maybe holler at you somehow through through the Discord or would you rather us all filter it all through Dubs or Dubs and his team or something? Or
1: how do you guys want to do that? Um I think- I, I'll jump in for a sec, oblivious. obviously um FSA being a separate squad. Are, are obviously fantastic to reach out to uh, when you need help. But because you have a presence in the coalition discord, um, if you're actually having issues with griefers, gankers, pirates, um, that sort of thing, whether it's role-play and legitimate or kind of out-of-game out douchebaggery, for lack of a better word, um, you can just use the distress call function in there. And anybody who ever has an issue like that in the game can simply... Go to the Project Echo in NARA. There's a link to the Discord. Security gate leads straight to the distress call. You don't need any access, and you just enter the information. And um, because we have people in multiple time zones and multiple factions, it's probably the best way to get someone's attention, including FSA.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. No, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I, I was gonna say um, probably the the easiest way to reach out to us would to would be to at mention maybe like at here or at uh, progenitor in the the uh, project echo discord and uh, you know we'd only need one person to to send in that message um, and in an instant everyone in the coalition will have access to that information.
1: But that being said, anybody is welcome in that social area. I mean, if if every person in your Discord wanted to join the social area with what we call our tier one access and just get tags and hang out and talk and read distress calls and stuff, that's great. And then if a a player group like yours decided to take on a more active role, they could be voted into the embassy where the representatives are from the member factions um, and start getting more involved and winging up and working together in that way.
2: Um so I I don't know if y'all can really say this, but I'm gonna ask anyway, what do you guys think about um well uh, okay, who is on your most wanted list? I have I have a couple of ideas, but
0: <laughs> I, I I think that I, I would speak for both Boulder Dash and I and say that um whoever is most wanted, uh we're not at liberty to discuss over uh over air, but
1: yeah, that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> there are a variety of individuals, and in some cases entire squadrons, who have been marked as kill on site for the Coalition. However, members of specific factions in the Coalition may or may not be combat ready. So for us to list off names and squadrons would just open them up to being hunted as soft targets for being a member of a, of a member faction. So we tend to keep that uh, uh, kind of under our hat. We have a bot in our Discord where we add allies, uh, cautionary factions, and kill on site names. And we regularly uh, check the status on commanders and factions as we come across them in space.
2: Okay. Well, I think that's about all that I have. Um, is there anything else you guys want to say? Chig, you have anything
3: else? I think they covered it. I I had no idea that you guys even existed, and I play this game a lot. So, uh, just uh, this has been educational for me, and I like to know that you guys are out there. And now that I have access to your Discord and can come in and say, hey, there's a bunch of jerks in Shinrata tonight. Let's go get them. You know, you guys might help out. So, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I would say regarding specific systems, there are some places like Shinrata. Every group's going to be different, but us specifically, we, we don't typically label Shinrata as griefing or ganking. It's simply a PvP system for elite commanders. So we will often go there for combat training and practice, and and we will definitely fight some of the same people we normally would. Um, but we we don't actually uh, have distress calls for that system because our 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 standpoint okay. is normally if you don't want to be in combat, don't don't go to Shinrata. Well, yeah, then unlocking your first engineer, house of course, hundred yeah, percent. all engineer systems are heavily griefed, and we patrol those on a daily basis.
0: If, if back. I might say about about Shinrata, um, it, it is a system that we know that, of course, you you must be elite to get into that system. And by the time you get there, if somebody is attacking you and killing you, it's not technically griefing, because <laughs> you know you're already you've already become an elite commander, um. Yeah, by mining awesome.
3: LTDs. So you're probably pretty good at combat. <laughs> Hit me this. No, part. but
0: <sighs> we
1: can't stop people from grinding over. Unfortunately,
0: I, <laughs> I was just, just say it, it's it. You're absolutely right. It is it is ganking. I just wouldn't classify it quite as griefing. And you know, occasionally, if we if you know if we get a, a, attacked there or uh, you know uh, separately from the coalition, if you know FSA's allies call for help, we might we might be enticed to go to Shinrata to help them out. Uh, but just as an overarching coalition, uh, you know, anti-griefing in, initiative, uh, things that happen in Shinrata are a little bit on the on the gray end of the scale.
3: Yeah, you're you're if you're elite, you're a
0: big boy. You should know not to be there. Got it. Um, <laughs> if you don't mind, there is there is one more thing I'd I'd like to say, um, especially to the those newer commanders who are out there. Um, um, one question that uh, that I w- expect that a lot of people would be thinking is, well, uh, you know, I'm super excited. How do how can I help? You know, maybe I'm not necessarily ready to join uh, Project Echo, or I'm not necessarily ready to join FSA or another group that's that is a member of Project Echo. I'd say, look, um, you know, if we can get as many people to you know get into that that Project Echo social area um, where they have access to the distress call, um, if they're not combat ready, absolutely, please post in the distress call region so that we can see it. Um, and that would help us out a whole lot, even if you uh, can't join us for the anti-griefing.
2: Doug, you got anything else you want to say, man? Add to this?
4: Uh, Not sure about anything I'd be adding to it. I just, I just really like the sound of this. I'll definitely be joining the Discord uh, probably after we're done here so I can get access to the distress calls, see if I can't go help knock out some griefers. And I also wouldn't mind getting a look at those most wanted lists or kill on site lists. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind some of those myself.
2: Uh, I, I I just have a bet of a couple people that I bet I know it's on it. So <laughs> um, I think unless you guys have anything else, I think we're going to close out this segment and then we're going to move on. To kind of the news for Elite, you guys have anything else before I uh, close this out? I think that covers everything. It's good for me. Well, um, you guys are more than welcome to stay and, and chit chat with us about because uh, we're about to talk about the beta and uh, our normal segments. So if you guys want to hang out, you're more than welcome to. If you guys need to duck out or anything, uh, by all means, go ahead. No, no, no harm, no foul. I want to thank all you guys for joining us and and uh, talking with us about this. This is something that. Um, Man, I'm. I've been. I've done this mainly on my own, because up until just about a year ago, I've I've only played. I played at least since launch. Uh, just about a year ago, I've only played by myself, and mostly in solo or within a my own private group, which I know is weird. But anyway, but starting about a year ago, I started being in open ninety nine percent of the time, and I've gotten. I've gotten killed a few times, but I've also gotten better. I've gotten I've gotten some kills in there, and I'm pretty pretty happy with that. So, um, ever since I started getting uh, ganked and then griefed once, I've this is something that uh, this is a service I know that needs to exist, much like the fuel rats or the wholesales. And I kind of put uh, Project Echo kind of up there with uh, on that tier as far as fuel rats, because when it comes to a service in the game I don't think there's a better service player made service in the game than the fuel rats and then followed very closely by the whole seals and I'm gonna put you guys up there in that same tier so uh.
1: that actually means a lot because the uh, the fuel rats were originally my my inspiration for the coalition I mean we I think all, almost all of us have at some point been helped by them mm-hmm. my first three days into elite dangerous years ago I was saved by them and when we decided to create a coalition to, to link together factions with a similar goal, creating a public distress call channel was a hundred percent inspired by the fuel rats.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I got that direct impression when I hopped in that discord, I was like, Oh, this is like the fuel rats thing. This is awesome. So, so um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for you guys. And I'm also very thankful that you guys are, are, are the FSA is federal because, uh, t- down with the empire. So, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wow. I will not
1: repeat that to some of our allies in the
3: coalition. (laughs) (laughs) Well, seven guys, keep up the good work. Yeah. Thanks guys very much.
0: Thank you for having us.
2: And with, with that, we're going to swap over to, um, the wonderful beta. Uh, so the beta started Tuesday, I guess technically Monday, but it, it partially started on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. And um, this is the new fleet carrier beta, and this is the second beta, and this is the one that actually the uh, Xbox and PlayStation can participate in, along with PC. And um, man, this is this is good. This is where I want my fleet carrier. This is this is good shit. I'm happy with it. What do you think? What do you guys think about it? I'm I,
3: I'm really happy as where it is compared to where it used to be. I still. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to get one, but seeing what everybody's doing with it. And I mean, we had dubs making his way to the edge of the galaxy. We had, you know, people naming them after trailer parks and and anime things and everything else. So I I like where it's at. I like the cost reductions. Uh, You know, there's still things that definitely need to be fixed. But at the end of the day, I, I think they're in a good place. Have you had a chance to play with them at all yourself ty
2: yeah i I've, I've I got in there and I got my fleet carrier bought and I moved it to ross 310 and um, I got it kind of decked out and then I had to I, I was out for I, I had to work late Tuesday night so I didn't even get to play at all and then I logged back in on Wednesday last night to get uh everything ready for Saito Saito Cytoplasma, cyto burst, whatever the hell they're called. The cyto
4: scramblers.
2: Cyto scramblers. Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, dubs. <laughs> um, to get cyto scramblers. And uh, I logged into the beta for a little bit, and someone had topped off my carrier full of tritium. So, whoever did that, thank you very much. Um, you guys are awesome. i be willing to bet it's uh, somebody awesome in the beta. And uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet. I'm going to, I'm thinking I'm going to take it out to my, uh, to my favorite system, my very first system I discovered and see if I can put it right in the edge of the ring like I want to and see what happens there. Um,
4: Uh, I will say, be careful getting it too close to the rings, because if your ship decides it's going to instance mass lock with the ring, you will, you'll never catch your carrier. It'll just fly away from you. Interesting. (laughs)
2: yeah um so i kind of wanted to to just uh briefly read through the patch notes real quick and um because there's there's a few things that that they've changed um number one they've added universal cartographics to fleet carriers um which is this in my opinion makes them to where they're just about perfect
3: uh they're everything i want uh you know know, one of those few people that was like it should be on there but i could see why it's not and i wasn't all that bent out of shape but i definitely agree the amount of salt from people that wanted it it had to be on there
2: okay so let's talk about that for just a minute um well okay dubs where do you sit on on this like do you think they should have had it or not
4: Personally, I feel like that shouldn't have been added because it really takes away a lot of the special feeling about how far off you have to go to get the data and then return safely with it. Okay.
2: So when they first started talking about fleet carriers, my very first thought was, I'm going to take my fleet carrier here, and then I'm going to take my VET, which has you know, 30 light-year jump range, and I'm going to go 500 light-years around it, exploring. And then I'm going to go back, sell my data, and then I'm going to jump to fleet carrier again. That's going to be what I'm going to do with it. So, for them to not have a cartographics, it makes it useless for that. And, you know, they, they did really good appealing to uh, the combat side of the game. With the fact that you can sell combat bonds and you can sell uh, bounty bounties bounties there, they did really good applying uh, trade with it because I mean I would say probably sixty percent of the whole thing is trade. But the ability to you know, I mean actually trade credits in the game, which has not existed. But without a UC, there's there's pretty much nothing there for. Um, uh, uh,
3: explorers and it's it's a little sad that there's not something there and i disagree with you just a little bit i think that the biggest point of these as explorers is getting places where nobody could before with that extra jump range you could jump out you know farther than you could before and you could you know (laughs) travel safer than you could before and repair your ship i mean one of the biggest challenges with exploring is is, you know, your ship starts breaking down and your hull starts getting lower and you start getting nervous if you didn't bring limpets and stuff, you know, and you you can still repair. And, you know, like you mentioned, having the the combat bond and the claiming bounties and stuff on there. Those are so so much more dangerous that, yes, you want to turn those in as often as possible. Data, it's kind of fun to build up that large cache and then turn it in later and find out how many first discoveries you have. And that's why I'm kind of... You know, kind of, kind of torn about it. I mean, I, I I, don't care that it's on there. I'm not like, oh, it shouldn't have been on there, but I could have seen why it wouldn't be. If you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I can see what both of y'all are saying. I just want my UC, so.
4: I will right. admit that it's nice. I enjoy it. I just don't feel like it's necessary.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, you make a really good point because... uh. Like, one of the first things I'm going to do with mine is take mine out to the Anaconda Graveyard. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be really cool to to uh, get it there. Because So, I think we've talked about Anaconda Graveyard before, but basically what that is, is it's a uh, system that you have to get a neutron jump to, but you can't get out of because the star is not a neutron star. So, once you get there, the only way to get out is to either wind to FDEV, like that one guy, and then you moved him out. Or, uh, detonate your ship, and those are the only two options. So, I, mean, I think everybody pretty much chooses the uh, detonating the ship,
3: um, uh, except for that one guy who whined, uh, which I don't like him at all. So, or if you know it exists and how to get there, you just don't go there, and now you can. That's what's nice, yeah. is you can go out there without having to kill yourself,
1: even though yeah. getting
3: the carrier a lot of places with how hard it is to mine the tritium on the go if you're a solo pilot it's like killing yourself yeah
4: yeah that's gonna be the trick there don't get your carrier stranded at the edge of the formidine rift with no way to mine more tritium because you can't exactly self-destruct it and take it back can you
2: (laughs) oh that's a good point i didn't think about getting your your well i guess you could decommission it and then rebuy it but you're still losing some stuff yeah. there yeah I
4: guess since they they did away with the harsh uh, penalties to decommissioning, I guess that's a valid point
3: yeah, um probably for the best
2: yeah let's talk about the the, the, the decommissioning stuff real quick because that was something that they changed um uh, volu- so number one, when you decommission your carrier, you're going to receive a full five billion refund plus all the modules you purchased. Uh, minus any debt, of course. Um, now, if you voluntarily decommission, you'll incur a fee equivalent to 50% of the debt threshold. So, uh, basically, like there's not a whole lot of risk by buying this uh, fleet carrier anymore. They've kind of made it to where it's it's a little bit safer to do. Um, a little weird about that. What are y'all what do y'all what are y'all feelings on on that? I, I I personally like the fact that they made it easier, but I don't like the fact that there's not much of a real penalty to
3: decommissioning it. I've mentioned it before. You know, I, I was fine when the upkeep and decommissioning and everything were super ridiculous and only the super super stupid rich could have them and everything else but you know that was me once again with this game if it, it's not everything has to be for everybody I mean there's people that you know have never seen a Thargoid you know but I don't they you know They don't want them removed from the game just because they're not for them. Um, But having it reduced, making more people happy is always good because it's not fun to see other people with cool toys that you know you can never have. So I I like the direction they went with it. Tubbs?
4: Yeah, I I feel pretty much the same way. And I mean, just raising the costs, you're doing nothing more than forcing someone to grind for a couple more hours. It's not like they're not going to do it. You're just Mm -hmm. wasting their time at that point.
3: Yeah. I mean, the weekly upkeep now is what go mining for a half an hour <laughs> yeah. once a week. I yeah. mean, it's it's nothing really. And it's unfortunate that the only way to do it that quickly. But you go do a couple wing missions, and you've got it. you know it's it, 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 the upkeep is mm. nothing, and the decommissioning is almost nothing.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, when I was out mining tritium, I found enough low temperature diamonds to pay my upkeep. It's really not a big deal.
2: Yeah. You know, and speaking of upkeep costs, they've actually reduced uh, the total uh, upkeep costs by like 80 to 90%, and also the core running costs have been reduced by 50%. So, uh, you know, I've, 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 I have not checked these numbers, but I made a little spreadsheet, but um, I think that the actual active upkeep on everything is sitting, like if you have all the modules purchased and You're not suspended. I think that the actual active upkeep is some sitting around, sitting around something of like
3: 15 20 million a week. I think a full, full one is more than that, isn't it? Isn't it still up around 30?
4: I mean, I can load the beta and tell you because I have a full blown one. I just okay. yeah. can't remember looking at the I think it was 15 or 16 something in that area. Yeah, it well, wasn't ridiculous.
2: When I was at work, I made a whole spreadsheet on it, and I was going off numbers I found on a website, and I don't actually have the spreadsheet in front of me, so I can't really remember. So, Uh, But I just remember it being really low and thinking, well, that's easy to to get.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I looked at it in the beta and decided it's not something I'm going to worry about. Yeah. The biggest thing I'm worried about is how long it takes to mine enough tritium to jump the damn thing.
2: Yeah, and they, they reduced the amount of tritium is consumed by each jump, and they supposedly have made it easier to mine tritium. Um I haven't tried to mine any tritium. Have you have you tried that chigger dubs?
4: Yeah, I've been laser mining it. Uh I tried to look for cores, but there's there's no cores. You can't core mine the stuff from what I've seen. So it appears as though laser mining is the way to go, just like painite. Uh right. I found an overlapping hotspot of it and it it's about on par with low temperature diamonds and whatnot for you know tons per hour.
3: Not I mean, are there subsurface deposits of it at all? Because that was in the patch notes too. You get more Stuff. I'm sure there
4: lasers
3: are lasers now.
4: I just haven't seen them because I don't. I'm the, I don't have a ship outfitted for subsurface mining on my carrier right now.
3: Okay, and I just I haven't even messed with a carrier in this bait at all. I I logged on and I gave some money to data because after buying his fleet carrier, he was at six million credits. So I hopped on <laughs> and we we did the the trading back and forth. And the only bad thing about that is the the. In fact, it takes forever to transfer to go from 100% commodity to sell it at a thousand percent. It takes two and a half minutes to to toggle over because you can't just punch in a number. Uh, that yeah. that was the only tedious thing, but it was really really easy to give him some credits.
4: Well, someone already figured out how to break the fleet carriers to get infinite money, so that didn't take them long. Hopefully, they fix that before the final release. I don't know if you'll you seen to- that yet explain how yeah, that
3: works so it's it's out so, there more public.
1: The
4: way it works is you basically get in a wing and everybody parks on the owner's fleet carrier and he creates just like a ridiculous sell order uh, on the fleet carrier and he sells his cargo hold to the fleet carrier at ridiculous prices. Wingmates all get this trade dividend that appears out of magical nowhere land and then he just just recycles it and he just keeps doing that and doing it and doing it and then the the trade dividends are literally infinite, and they just keep getting money to your wingmates.
2: Oh wow! So, so, so if, they, if they don't fix that, everybody wing up and let's do this shit.
4: <laughs> I mean, that, that could be easily fixed by just forcing the fleet carrier to come up for that dividend out of pocket and make it lower or something. That way, it you know penalizes the poor guy that owns the thing. That way, he's not gonna you know just give away his money
3: like that. But that's why. They have betas is to find stuff yeah. like this. I, oh, I, I just think, I remember the stupid September update where they broke a gazillion things. ARCs broke everything. Imagine if they'd have just put this out without a beta and they would have just launched it with the initial upkeep cost, the initial decommissioning, and, and all the little bugs that this has it would have been uh, It would have been a sea of salt. I mean,
4: we'd all be rich because we'd be taking advantage of that
3: system before they fixed it. Yeah, yeah, but they would have taken taken that away like they did with yeah. the fertilizer exploit that was there.
2: And you know, um, you know, speaking of bug fixes, there's a number of bugs I've noticed. Like when you turn in um, uh, bounties and stuff like that, I, I get a crash a desktop every time. Um, which apparently, I, I I think I was seeing where they they know about it. They're going to fix it in a I believe on the like a Tuesday patch that they have that fix kind of deal. So.
3: Um, yeah, they'll, they'll be making a lot of adjustments like that. There's a lot of different little things that have had people crashing. So, yeah. And, and you know, it was a bit
2: on the bad. um, sorry, I'm choking over here on the uh, export thing. It's not Corona. Um, <laughs> um, on the exploit thing, um, if this had if that had went live. What they'd be spending their time doing is figuring out some way to remove or suspend or punish the people who took advantage of it. So, should should you know should an exploit like this actually make it to live? Don't do it because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna either a lose your account or b you put in a timeout or be suspended or something for an X amount of time or you might just lose the credits. It's it's, an ex- it's clearly an exploit. Don't do it.
4: No, the guy who made the Reddit post, he put on the post, he encourages people to report it and make sure that FDEV is aware to fix it.
2: Right, right. Now That's what the beta's for. I'm talking about when it goes live. Like, go do it right now and debate all the hell you want, but when it goes live, don't do it,
4: you
3: know? Yeah, but you never know for sure what's intended or not. I mean, when Void Opals first came out at 1.6, you know, million per, you know, what, a year and a half ago, people are like, is this right? This seems crazy. This seems crazy. And they just kept it in the game and people just kept doing it dude i i, I
2: it's funny you bring that up because i purposely did not mind voidables for a few weeks going i
3: don't know if i should do this this feels wrong <laughs> yeah, it definitely it feels wrong to get credits that fast when things are so hard to get money early in the game and then all of a sudden something like that you become a billionaire so fast it's it's unbelievable but that was intended gameplay. So then we all were free to do it. And we've all done it for over a year. And most of us are billionaires, multi, multi billionaires. Uh, a
2: few other off um, uh, fleet carrier patches that I noticed that there uh, are bug fixes that I noticed they're doing. Uh, number one I saw in here where they are uh, um, CQC matchmaking from in-game will now require the usual delay before exiting the game if you are in danger. So I read that as no more combat logging, you know, while you're, uh,
3: yeah, well that should have been in there from the beginning. Cause yeah. we've talked about adding the CQCQ in game before is like, well, then people could just use that to get out of trouble. And, and, we said that. Everybody who wanted that idea said that. And then they launch it and they didn't put in any kind of delay. So that was mm-hmm. kind of weird, but it's good that they fixed it. Probably just an oversight.
2: Yeah. Um uh, For Thargoid stuff, they fixed uh, caustic damage not being removed by overheating your ship. Uh, I've, I've experienced that. I've been sitting at 300, 400% heat and like,
3: it's not removing. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, I run into so many bugs fighting Thargoids, especially if you're doing it in a wing, but even solo, you run into that where you can't drop the, the caustic damage and it's frustrating, but, you know, it, it is what it is and I would do the same as you. Keep getting hotter, hotter, it'll go away eventually. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. So, what else? I can't
4: um, personally say I've experienced the uh, caustic not being removed by overheating. Yeah, um, then again, I, I outrun the missile most of the time, so I try not to get hit by it.
3: <laughs> Shut yeah, up! I, 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 I was spanking the hell out of him, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, o- I'm over here like running straight in the missile. I'll be fine, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, they fixed a bug which caused landing gear, uh, to visibly or the cargo hatch to visibly clip into the cockpit. The only ship I can think of where I saw this was the Mamba. I think uh, I remember seeing that in VR. I remember turning around and looking like, I think that's
3: my landing gear. So uh, I'm glad they're fixing that. Yeah, anytime they fix, you know, random little glitches like that is nice because it lets you know that they are trying to work through the list of 150 thousand bugs on the list or whatever it is. So, you know, the mo- the more they check off. Maybe one day they'll get rid of all of them, but I, I'm not holding my breath until New Era launches. And mm-hmm. even then, it's going to be a whole new list of bugs.
2: Um, so one other thing I do want to note here is that they've had about 10 events that they've added or changed to the Player Journal. Now, if you don't know what the Player Journal is, literally everything that you do is recorded in a little text file called the Player Journal. And this file can be searched by software um, or third-party software, stuff like uh, ED Market um, Connector or uh, uh, Ed Discovery, stuff like that searches your uh, uh, player journal. Now, there were no events for certain things. So um, the reason why I bring this up is because the developers of this software are going to have to look at what's changed so they can update the software because more likely when this patch goes live in June, which I'm guesstimating will be around June the 9th, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm guesstimating, um, the developers of the software will have to update their their, uh, their programs to make it to where they look for these things in the player journal. So I'm expecting Ed Market Connector, Ed Discovery, things like that just won't work on patch day for a few days. So
3: that's what I'm talking about. That. Okay. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about that one. That's that's uh yeah, they'll have it fixed fast. I, I yeah. think that the people who are running those know the game better than Frontier does at times. Yeah, and there's a good chance that they're in this beta
2: right now looking at it and, and getting their uh programming stuff fixed where when when FDev is ready to go live, they're ready to go live, kind of deal. So,
3: yeah, I'm sure FDev has to work with them pretty closely with how quickly they modify stuff and have things working and how well all of their stuff works. Yeah.
2: That's a good point. We should really um, seek out one of these developers if we can get on the show to kind of get it behind the scenes on some of that. Cause
3: I've never even really thought about that. Um, That's yeah. what we were talking one night just about, you know, how much information is on Inara, you know, mm-hmm. how big of a database of information they have. And, you know, uh, my God, I, I'm going to be wrong. I think it was C was talking about it. And it's mm-hmm. like, what would it take to get a backup of that in case they ever decide to go away so that we have all of that? And I'm like, I have no idea. Because they have so, so much information.
2: Yeah, I know somebody over there. I need to reach out to them. So, but anyway, do it. Do it. Use your connections. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm so I'm gonna look at the calendar real quick, and I'm so this beta ends on May 26th, and then um, the Friday after that is the 29th. The Friday after that is the fifth, June the fifth. I think that the beta, I think that this game or this patch will launch June the ninth on that Tuesday. I, what I'm I've seeing.
3: been seeing you know some winks and stuff from people and people who guessed stuff in the past. Pretty good nudging at the 16th. Yeah, I've been seeing the same thing as well. I think they're wrong. Um Well, then I'm going to go with the 23rd. I'm going to say they're going to have more bugs to fix than we think, and it's going to be even later. What do you think, Dubs?
4: I don't really have a whole lot of experience with guesstimating on when things are going to happen for companies. Uh, I would assume that they're not going to take an entire month to work out some bugs. Uh, I'm liking the 9th. I really hope it happens on the 9th, but I wouldn't doubt the 16th either. Yeah.
2: Well, okay, so here's my reasoning for the 9th. That's almost a full month before
3: LaveCon, which, um, to my canceled. knowledge, it, it actually it's is full blown canceled now. So. It's full blown canceled. It was on Leave Radio the other day. They had I can't think of the woman who organizes all that. They had her on at the beginning, and it's officially canceled. Twenty twenty one is officially scheduled, uh, same weekend over. You know, our Fourth of July period. It'll be in twenty twenty one. But this year is officially canceled. They're trying to figure out if they want to do any kind of virtual thing or anything like that. But, yeah, LaveCon is dead this year. Yeah, I, I, I was
2: seeing some things about a possibility for a virtual LaveCon, but I haven't heard anything firm on that. Uh, and that's just straight-up rumors. Nobody of, of any power is talking to me telling me. So uh, but um, so so let's, let's let's talk about the new era for just a minute. Um, I still think that that we're gonna, even though they've pushed back the new era from December until first quarter. I still think we're gonna get a big announcement about it in uh, August at what would have been Gamescom. Uh, be, because I still I still think that they are gonna release their information right about the same time that they plan to, regardless of other st- regardless of other things. So um, I think that. That's why I'm thinking that the 9th will be uh, kind of the, the day that they launch it. Now, I'm probably wrong. They'll probably push it back a, another week to the 16th. But I'm really hoping it's the 9th because if it's the 9th, that's really close to my really close to my birthday, which is the 5th. And if they release it on the 9th, that'd be wonderful because I can sit around and play with my fleet carrier while I'm going to be off around that time.
3: So, anyway, that's my two cents on that. Um, yeah, I mean, they said... You know, they came right out and said that they're not going to change their schedule for releasing information, even though they push new era back. Whether that's true or not, who knows. But, I, uh, you know, they had already scheduled for starting to release some information. So hopefully, you know, right around LAPECON time, we'll get some information, you know, maybe a teaser a trailer or something. And then, you know, a dev stream at some point, you know, the month after that and, you know, start Start getting some information that's not some leak from two years ago. That's my hope. Yeah. Well, so, um, hmm. so
2: to kind of go along with that too is that they're going to want to have enough time to do pre-orders on this thing uh, because they, you know, selling pre-orders means that they get more money on the back end. I can go into more detail about how exactly that works uh, because there's like an investment portion they put into this this stuff. But um, at any rate, uh, that's why pre-orders are so key for companies. That's why they push you to do pre- pre-orders. And that's why uh, when, the, you know, there's certain companies, certain countries would have laws of how long you can uh, pre-order something and then release it, otherwise they can be sued or even um, worse, they, they could actually lose the ability to sell in certain countries depending on their laws. At any rate, um, what I'm getting at is that I still think that they're going to keep their uh, uh, August release information, and which they haven't announced. That's true, but I'm just guessing. And uh, getting the fleet carriers out a couple months beforehand would kind of give them some time to kind of you know spike and calm down and then be able to release that information. Then they can get it to where you can pre-order the new era or whatever they're going to call it, and then go from there, which we're pretty sure they're going to end up calling it the new era. I'm I'm leaning toward this, but that's actually going to be the title of it. So,
3: Yeah, that's what they've been going with for a long time. So I, you know, unless that's code name for, you know, just what they've been, the running title, and they've got an actual title for it later, like, uh, you know, Fortnite, Thargoid killing fun time or something might be their actual. You know, there's no trademark issues with that. I'm sure.
2: Yeah. So, um, so to kind of go along with that is um, FDev is running a competition called Life on a Fleet Carrier, and um, so I'm gonna read this little first little uh, paragraph here. Greetings commanders, we want the chance, want the chance to win an X52 Prota X52 Pro Hotasis control system and ARX packs. Make sure to enter our Life on a Fleet Carrier competition. With the beta now currently underway, we want to see your personal logs of life aboard these giant vessels. We want to see we want to see what life is like either as a commander at the helm of a fleet carrier or as a guest embarking on missions from your new mobile base of operations. All mediums are welcome, including written reports, videos, songs, or even something entirely different. The competition will be split into three categories one winner and two runners up from each written logs, video logs, other. Uh, top entries from each will receive 25,500 arcs, with second and third place receiving 8,400 arcs. In addition, to the community's, the community team's favorite entry across all categories. Win a Hotas controller. Uh, so, Dubs, you have one of these X52s, right?
4: I do. Could always use another, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so do do, do you have? Uh, you got a story lined up of how you want to? Uh, how you want? The, how you want it to play out?
4: Uh, you talking about for a submission to that event? Yeah. Ooh, I am terrible at storytelling. I'll think about right. it though. Write a song. I'll have to have my wife help me out on that one.
2: i I, I don't really i don't really have a story lined up but kind of what i was thinking was um you know what would be kind of cool i'll tell you all after this because it's actually it just literally just came to me and it might be something we might want to do um but yeah i'll I'll tell you all after this but anyway um yeah i think that'd be kind of cool anyway um what what about you Chick? you got a story written ready to go
3: what are you smoking? Thinking I've got time to write a story. Holy crap. No, I, I've i got I've got nothing. I, I, I don't see me writing a log. Definitely don't see me doing a video log. And there's definitely not going to be a song or other category that I would participate in. I wish I had that kind of creativity or time to get that creative. Maybe I'll put my daughter on it. I don't know.
4: I would listen to your song. <laughs> I'd, I'd
2: listen to it too. In fact, I, I might jam that shit on the way to work. So.
4: <laughs> I'll even vote for you.
3: <laughs> Spread the I'll word. P- I'll, I'll PM it to you guys. I, 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 it's it's for your ears only. <laughs>
2: um, let's see here. So, um, all, all entries must be submitted by May 26th at 0000 UTC. And Frontier has a final say on anything they consider to be questionable, objectionable, or who will be the winner is. So, uh, if you don't have a good HOTAS, this would be a good thing to try for. And if you just want some ARCs, that'd be a cool thing to try for too. So I am um, actually have an idea on an actual submission. I think it'd be cool to do. I think we should do something. I think everybody should do this. Um, and the more I, I kind of think about it from like a lore perspective, you know, um, as big as these carriers are, there's families on board this thing. So, like in my mind, there's like a like a city section where uh, there's like a few city blocks where, like you know, people live and whatnot. And there's like people that you know they they go to work and stuff, you know. And I don't know, just about me. like in my mind, I see like a like a pregnant woman who's married, and her husband's like a like a like a dock worker or something. And write it up, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. you definitely thought about this more than I did.
3: No, I, I and, just and I, honestly that that's an amazing segue into Ty's... old what is it, old man story time with yeah. old man Ty. I forgot the name of it. That that was a great segue. I like the way you set that up. Yeah,
2: sorry, my mic got all confused. Yeah, I I, uh, I it's almost like I know what I'm doing here. You know. Yeah, it's
3: it's amazing. It's almost like you've been doing it for a while. You
2: Should start yeah, a
4: podcast.
2: I should. Yeah. Um, eight five nine. So <laughs> on. I'm real professional here. Can y'all tell? Um, <laughs> so last week we sent you to Ross 859 and Ross 859 has the generation ship Odysseus in it. And um, we didn't have, I think we still have a whole lot of folks in, out and about in uh, uh, exploring and stuff. And um, so the people who, did a submission for Story Time were Data, Nl Hate, and Smoky Samsung. He got in today at seven eleven at the last minute. So, kudos to him. So, what is up with the uh, with the ship, uh, the Generation Ship Odysseus? So, during the Odysseus' journey, his passengers elected a governing council with absolute authority that decided to alter the, the Generation Ship's missions mission. Since the ship had sustainable food, water, medical supplies, and power, it was believed that living aboard it indefinitely was safer than risking a colonization effort on an unknown planet. Years later, during the fifth generation of passengers, the Odysseus faced a deadly disease outbreak. The Council enacted martial law and quarantined parts of the ship, which were then vented out into space. Some passengers wanted to remove the council and force the Odysseus to let them off of the next habitable world, but none had any knowledge of how to survive outside the ship and without the council's laws. However, the disease returned. After 21 years of fighting, a losing battle against the contagion, the council and most of the passengers perished. One of the few remaining passengers recorded a warning to stay away from the ship. And um, I, I love, I've missing you If you guys remember, I've been sending you guys to a lot of these uh, generation ships. The generation ship is one of more one of the most fascinating things in the game and in real life to me. I know they don't actually exist in real life, but they are a real concept, right? They are a real concept of how to get us to other stars, and it's fascinating to me to think about how. How, how how bad things can really get if you put enough people in a small enough box. Which I think some people who are quarantined right now might be seeing that as the same thing. So, this week for story time, we are going to the Soon-Teal system. So, there, there's not a whole lot of a... Uh, uh, scavenger hunt here. But the Soon-Till system is one of the more interesting systems out there. And uh, there are some uh, tourist beacons that will explain why. So send me some cool shots of you in and around the Soon-Till system, and we'll talk about that next week.
3: Um, See, what I like about the generation ships and stuff like that in this game is, you know, there's no not a lot of gameplay added with them, but they just add to the fabric of the galaxy. They just give it some life and some deep history, because these things have traveled by definition, you know, for generations. They're they're crazy. And then once somebody discovers them in-game, then they're known forever. Like, I was looking at the Odysseus. You know, that was discovered by an Xbox commander, you know, Mm -hmm. three years ago. Dark Shadow Lynx. Just stuff like that. I mean, I wish that, you know, we had Galnet back and stuff, so they're adding more layers of stuff. Or, you know, uh, do you know what the last time a new gener- uh, generation ship was discovered? I know that that was yeah. the one thing, what, a few months ago, where then they put them, put them down on a planet. Yeah, the Golconda.
2: Um, yes, it was discovered in the Eupaniclus uh, uh, system. And uh, that was the one where we had the community, I'm sorry, was it, I think the community goal. Then we competed with the uh empire and we gave them the station there, is what it was. Yeah, uh, they showed up uh, asking for help, and then um, we gave them help before that. I don't know because I don't have a uh, it all kind of blends together in my brain, but I want to say the one before that um, was the Atlas, but um, I can't 100% remember. Um. And the reason why is because some of these were launched really close together and then some were kind of filtered out at different times. Um, But I think that the Lycian was the first uh, uh, ship discovered. And I think uh, before the Golconda, you know, I take that back. It wasn't the the, uh, Atlas. I think before that it was... Uh, the Spear of Hope, and I think that was way back uh, two years ago. Now that I, because I'm scrolling down the page here, and, I, and it looks like it was the Spear of Hope, and that was discovered on November 23rd, 3304, by Commander Nimaroth, Nimaroth. Um, which, as I'm going through these uh, of uh, generation ships, uh, I don't really have a way that I'm going through them. I just look for one. I think it's got a cool, cool. Thing. And no. you know the um, the Odysseus uh, with his plague and the way it was handled, I think, kind of mirrors uh, real life right now. So enjoy. Nice,
3: <laughs> well played, old man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, this this week we're going to the star system soon till S O O N T I L L, and I guess the only scavenger thing there is. Tell me why it's unique, and um, we'll go from there. Um, If you're still out in exploration, um, I don't have a task for you this week. Uh, Just keep sending me really cool screenshots because I am really enjoying. um, Actually, I do have one thing for you. So, Dubs told me about a piece of software Called
4: what was it called, dubs? Where it's it searches, elite. Your it's elite observatory. It's uh, what I've been using,
2: yeah. So, um, this thing is super freaking cool. It parses your player look, player journals, and looks for interesting things that you've discovered, um, out and about. And, um, dubs, tell, tell us a little bit about what you've discovered,
4: uh, well. The first thing I did when I downloaded it, after I'd already got back to the bubble, I had it read all my past logs, and uh, the most interesting thing that I found is it told me that I had at one point ran across a star with an eighty-four light-second wide ring, which is pretty damn huge because that's just you know the wideness of one side, and that kind of sparked me on heading right back out to go look at it again, and uh, although the system map showed it as having the ring it didn't actually physically exist which was a little disappointing but that's not the that's not the application's fault that's just the game but uh, i found another planet while i was out there that was incredibly close to its parent uh parent planet's ring system and i got some screenshots posted of that but there's a, a bunch of different settings you can go through as to what in what you consider interesting and what it's going to alert you of whenever you run across them while you're doing your FSS scan.
3: and so it actually went has a little... through your logs and and told you, hey, you didn't get a close enough look at this.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it did. Yeah, you can either have it read your previous logs, or you can run it in real time, and it monitors the uh, logs as they're being output from the game.
3: How long did it take to parse your logs?
4: I don't remember. It was about a month ago.
3: Uh, what's the name of it? I haven't, a, I haven't even heard of this one.
4: I think if you just Google Elite Observatory, it should come up. Hold on. Yeah, that's how I found it. It's I just Googled
2: Elite Observatory and Yeah, Yeah, and It's in the I found forum. It on GitHub. I think. Uh, let me look real quick.
4: Yeah. Elite it's the very first link.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I actually searched for Elite Dangers Observatory and there's a forum post there. And there's a link to a
3: uh, GitHub, I think. Yeah, it's right here. And then oh, damn, yeah. I'm going to have to take a look at that. I'm sure I've got a lot of stuff that I didn't get a close look at that yeah. I should have.
4: And I, I like that I don't have to pay attention to it either. I just have it minimized at all times, and it pops up a little screen in the bottom, like a little overlay, and then it, I got the text-to-speech turned on, so it'll actually read out the interesting item. Like, it'll tell you, planet so-and-so has exceptionally wide rings, or it's a nested moon, shepherd moons, or it's, like, super close. It, it'll tell you, like, Fast orbits, fast uh, rotation, all that good stuff. Anything that's out of the usual, pretty much.
3: Yeah, I saw those screenshots. Well, the mm-hmm. gift that you made of of that moon right next to that mm-hmm. fast moving ring that was that was crazy. That was super cool. Yeah.
4: yeah, I never, I never would have even thought to go look at that either. If it wasn't for this program telling me, hey, you should probably go check this out.
2: You know, wow. just I'm looking catch. at. I'm looking at it right here and looking at what they consider interesting. A couple of things that made me think was like colliding binary pairs, close binary pairs, shepherd moons, which, uh, shepherd moons are, are moons that are orbiting closer than a ring. Well, uh,
4: that's not, wait, is that the shepherd? Okay. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. I was uh, thinking it all,
2: nested. Yeah. Yeah. There's also one that's orbiting close to the parent body, large landable, which means greater than 18,000 kilometers, uh, high G worlds, uh, terraformable worlds, um, fast orbits, I think you mentioned that, wide rings, you mentioned that, uh, japonium. So if you're out and about looking for japonium, there's actually, say, full japonium av- availability or like five or six, four or six, whatever the case may be. I think there's actually a slider you can adjust the threshold on that. So, yeah,
4: so I, I don't know if I've adjusted any of that advanced, but what, in, what I've seen using it uh, in real time is while I'm doing the FSS scan, I'll, like, target a plant and I'll hit it, And it'll Mm -hmm. pop up and say, hey, that planet has five out of the six jumponium materials, and it's missing this one. And it's usually polonium that's missing, but it'll have everything else. And then it'll also tell you, like, when you're done scanning, like, hey, this system has all jumponium materials. And I've even had it tell me that a system has all possible ground materials that can be harvested.
2: Wow. Yeah, it's super cool. And um, I would encourage everybody to go pick it up, especially if you're still out exploring. Uh, or if you plan to go exploring in the future, it's it, it's it's a really good little program. It may not work after the patch, but give them some time; they'll fix it. So yeah. But um, I think that's about it for that. So Chig, um,
3: we're going to start a new segment. Is that correct? Oh yeah, it's not really a new segment. Just something to try to entice people to participate on the on the Discord a little bit. Just just, we had, you know, another segment before where there's a question each week, we're going to add a ch- uh, chit chat to the discord and each week I'll just, uh, present an idea or question or just something silly. And if you come to the discord and answer the question or talk about it, I will make every effort and I'm on a lot, uh, to engage in that, in the discussion and, and, and see where it goes. Um. This week, it's just real simple. Just last night, Teflon was in just, seemed to be agonizing over what to name his his fleet carrier. And got me to thinking, you know, yeah, these are like the biggest ships we've ever had. And and you want to kind of have it stand out and you want to name it something good. And it's not like you can have a bunch of them. You only have one. So I want to hear what people's ideas for fleet carriers are. And I don't want 50 people coming and saying they're, making Battlestar Galactica or the cant or anything like that I want to hear uh creative ideas um you know uh, dubs had a really good name I won't bring that one up um, uh, things like that but you know also you know if it's like from an obscure movie or something I might you know ask you you know where where's that from and then I'll, I'll go watch that movie you know I I just want want to see what you guys' ideas are for these fleet carriers and you know the most creative next week, you know, we'll definitely bring up and mention if they make us laugh or if they're just super cool. We'll go from there, but but come over to the Discord, sign in, tell me what you're going to name your Discord, no matter how wacky it is. You know, um
2: I um I have this theme going on with my ships where I name them after references to Battlestar Galactica. Now I'm not naming it like you know, Galactica or anything like that. Like, like my vet's name, nothing but the rain, which is a reference to uh, a quote. Yeah. Yeah. The quote. And, uh, I've, I've uh, Mark II is named the maelstrom after the episode in which, uh, uh Starbuck died and, uh, the no spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it by now, she's, she dies and gets resurrected. <laughs> and apparently like as a spiritual angel by the end of it. So sorry. Um, if you haven't seen it by now, I'm sorry, you need to go watch it again and again because it's wonderful. Um yeah, so I, I have a theme doing that. However, what I think I'm gonna name this fleet carrier, I'm speaking, I'm doing something different with it. So anyway. What are you um,
3: going with? Or are you, you yeah. gotta throw that in chick chat.
2: Okay, okay. So spoiler so so, for us or no, no, I'll go ahead. I'll go into So I'm I'm torn between two different things. Um and I'm not gonna mention the second one, but the first one. Um, I don't have any references to my real life in the game. So I thought about naming it after, uh, my girlfriend and I didn't want to, you know, call it the Nicole, cause I think that's a little, little flat. So I went, looked up like the, like, you know, the history of her name and it all kind of derives from, uh, you know, Nike, the, the word Nike, which is a Latin word for, uh, uh, victory. Um, and to, you know, Nicole is 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 uh, a derivative of Nicholas, and uh, Nicholas translated from Latin is like "person of victory." So I thought I would call it "People
3: of Victory." Is what I was thinking. Uh,
2: yeah, so it's a it's a little lame,
3: but it's also kind of cool. So <laughs> nice, nice uh, little uh, tribute to your girlfriend. Does she listen to the podcast? No. No. Wow. She can't. She
2: she's like me. She can't stand the side of my voice. So, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, right. she
2: she she just doesn't uh she doesn't like video games at all, but she's completely cool with me playing them. So,
3: you know. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah.
2: So um before we get to new to new to Discord, I want to uh point out something real quick. Oh dubs, did you want to talk about what you're gonna name yours, your fleet carrier?
4: Uh I mean I guess. I mean, I didn't put nearly as much thought into the name of my fleet carrier as you did, you know, after sitting there listening to you talk about it. I was like, yes, uh, that's a that's a nice little thought process there, and I just went with something quick. Big ol' anime titties is what i made in mine.
3: <laughs> what a great name. It's
4: it's nice when you first dock onto it and you bring up the station services and it says welcome to big ol' anime titties. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, right. You're gonna you're gonna have a lot of visitors, I think. And this, I hope so. and this
2: and this is how you hit 200 billion right here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Um, so so um, I would
3: ask you, Che, but I know you're not gonna get one yet. So yeah, I, I I well well we'll see. I I've I've got some ideas if I do decide to get one. Yeah. I mean, you can
4: steal my second idea since I'm probably not gonna use it. If you want it,
3: what you well, what's it? your second idea?
4: Unauthorized carrier. So I was going to call it
3: <laughs> An I like that. carrier.
2: <laughs> All right, so Good. I want to point this out real quick so um SpaceX uh released a very cool Dragon capsule docking simulator and you can find it at iss-sim.spacex.com. This is a very cool little thing. Um which kind of it kind of starts you out like off center but you're like on final approach to the ISS and you have to fly the dragon capsule into and dock. And let me tell you if you're off a little bit you crash and it says you failed. However, I'm not sure how accurate it is and I'm not going to stroke my own ego, but I did it on the first try. I'm just saying. So Maybe SpaceX needs to hire me. I'm just saying, you
4: know. So, hire this man immediately. Exactly.
3: Well, Elon Musk seems to be losing his mind about once a month. So maybe they need a new CEO.
4: You just
2: calm the hell down. I love that man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you want me
2: to do them because of your amazing pronunciation skills? Okay. So here's the deal. I have, um, I have it on authority from NL Hate. And I have to say one specific name, and you can say oh, all the other names. I know which one names. that is. <laughs> and I'm going to put a little mark on this one. Oh, That's I know what, I what have you're to say. About. Yeah, absolutely. I, best best I new have, name
3: of the week. Yeah, I have to say it. He 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 made me say it. So wow. All right, new to Discord this week. We've got Thud Pucker, Nakano. Now, this one, I don't know what it's a spin on, but I'm going to go with Bedcraptor because it sounds like Bedcrapper the closest. So we're going with that. Uh, Cursed Zeno, good name. Colonel Spastic, another good name. Commander Sentinel Dad, Cogulus, BoulderDash. and Zav Eight Perks. Any idea? I don't know. That's what I'm going with. I would say Zap. Aviator with X's at the beginning in the bot and oh aviator. Well, there's no I. Aviator. V eight eight. Aviator. Aviator. So I I don't know. Please av-a-ter? tell us Turks. Yeah, give <laughs> us a pronunciation. Of that. Whenever you throw the numbers in there, it gets weird because you know we we have you know it's a great member of our uh, squadron. You know, threevil ninetieth. He's around all the time.
2: All right, These so numbers,
3: I'll, it messes with us. Now here's the best one of the week. Go ahead, Ty. Spicy penis, but it was spelt spy cpness. You win. Penis. You win the internet this week. Spy ness
2: <laughs> Yes, we're all fourteen. Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Need to come Head and on and chat That man buddy. is welcome on my carrier Yeah that man <laughs> is definitely welcome on my carrier That's awesome <laughs> I think uh, Oh and I don't know if you guys saw this But I took a screenshot Right there Of when I docked at ISS uh, Correctly the very first time So just letting y'all know I, I did it
4: y'all, y'all, y'all oh, see oh, that? I'd X you a cookie So yeah. you can do that But you can't FA off through the mail slot backwards
2: <laughs> I can actually, okay, okay. I actually did FA off the other day forwards through the mail slot in the vet, and I'm proud of that. Um, so it's not a matter of can't do it, it's a matter of laziness. So, yeah. And hey uh, that, have you X have Aviator you, X is in our general chat right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think it's Aviator, but you know, we'll find out. Av8, yes. or, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't have anything else. You guys have anything else you want to chit chat about? No,
3: uh, exactly. no, no. I'm, I'm uh, ready to go fly my spaceship a little bit more. I, I kind of gave you my full attention tonight, Ty. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate You're welcome. that. Welcome. You're welcome. So let's do the
2: rundown. Loosecrewsed.com is the best way to reach us. There's a contact page there that has our YouTube channel, our Mixer channel, our Twitch channel, and our Discord channel. There's also an email there, loosecrewsed at gmail.com. You can always shoot me an email. You can reach me on the Twitter. I am... What is my name? I am Tyrvol, T-Y-R-V-O-L. And that's also my commander name. You can reach me in game. You can reach me on the Discord. You guys got questions comments concerns like i said Discord's the best way to reach us but i th- think that's it did i go through everything Cheek, do you have dis- do you have a- do you have the a- do you have the twitter
3: uh i what the hell's a twatter?
2: yeah exactly uh the twitter for the show is luiscruzyd i'm always on twitter however i'm trying to get better at it i suck at social media the best way to reach us is always on the discord Dubs, thank you very much for joining us this evening, and uh, I had a good time talking with you. Uh, I know we had you on as a uh, commander of the month back in January, and I think our conversation got cut short, Uh, but I was glad to have you back on here. Thanks for joining us this time around. I hope we get you back on here every now and then.
4: Oh, thank you for having me. I'll I'll join anytime If you're doing the recording and I'm in general, just snag me up. I don't care.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm always up to talk. Hell yeah, man. Um, But I think that's all of the business to take care of. Um, I'm going to go see if I got saddle scramblers after this. And hopefully (laughs) I do because I had the timing wrong earlier and I was upset with myself and I hurt myself. Not really. A few people have asked me how my injury is doing. It hurts. I hurt every day, but I am not a wuss. Most parts. Um, And that's that's all (laughs) I debate. It is up for debate. You're right. (laughs) Um, All right. Are we signing off then?
3: Yep. 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 We're signing off. I'm done. Chig, take us out, buddy. All right. Yeah. You wanted me to get a a sign out. And after I mentioned cheese last week, I caught a lot of crap about cheese. So I'm going to, every week, going to sign out by giving you a cheese to try this week. If you haven't tried it, this week's cheese is Longhorn Colby cheese. It's a mild cheddar-like cheese, good sandwich cheese, melts well. Try that out this week, and I'm going to do that every week, and I'm going to sign out with Stay Cheesy, everybody.
2: What the fuck is happening? (laughs) (laughs)
3: This is a video game. We're talking about cheese. (laughs) Cheese is (laughs) life. (laughs) At least Uh, I didn't go with Optimus Desk or something like that.
2: Oh, my God, Optimus Desk. I forgot about Optimus Desk. Okay, I forgot to end this before we go down too far down the ramp hole. Yeah, I like the cheese thing. Keep it up. Thanks, guys. We'll see y'all next time.
3: Later.